0: Yo, what's up, guys? Uh, Today we have a really fun and energizing interview with your own Ben Nunn. He is founder and CTO of Nostromo Energy. I think you guys will dig this one. Uh, I had a lot of fun recording it. I think you guys will love the vibe and have a lot of fun listening. Thanks, and as always, let us know what you think. So we have excellent people that work on the podcast so i just like to start talking and i wish i had recorded the previous section because there was some good shit in there no i'll Um, give you i'll
1: give you some of that because yes because the first question is i started uh, from my bio you see that i I started as a a marketing communication but this is of course not this where the story starts this is just the middle in the middle of the story because i was a a filmmaker and uh, and and I was doing uh, making films. I was a, a film director or uh, uh, music videos and, and commercial TV commercials and documentaries, um, and, and I had some some epiphany or some event like life changing event that I, I'm not sure that we'll want to go into that. Maybe
0: yes, it's, it's upon you. Um, uh, and it's all good. Well, this this is an organic conversation. So wherever you want to go, I'll follow. Okay, so 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 I'll give you I'll give you that. I don't tell this story a lot. But like I like
1: I said, you, you're a curious person, so so I, I will just say that uh, getting uh, like 10, 12 years ago, starting to work as a marketing communication manager in a company was my only getaway uh, into the into the energy arena or the startup energy arena because I was a film director before and I could convince somebody that marketing commun- communicating manager is not that. Different because I already you know understand media yeah. and whatever I was a lecturer in in in, in some prestigious uh, you know places so I said yeah 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 I you know I'll 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 learn fast how to be a marcom um, manager but but this is was only the, it was only the, the window if I may say so through I could get into the scene otherwise because I don't have a resume I did I, I didn't study uh, you know in college well I was I'm just twelve years. Uh, graduated, and then I started college, but, but I had, uh, 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 we didn't had then, it it was the early nineties and uh, we didn't have the, the ADHD, you know, um, Adderall and all these uh, very fancy, you know, things <laughs> that can put your ass on, on the, on, in, the, in your seat. So, so I went to the university, but I was all over the place. I was like acting crazy. And, and after like uh, two, three semesters, I, I just, you know, I just fell out you know i was saying i, I don't i I'm not, i can't go into ancient greek i cannot do that leave me alone you know <laughs> so so i didn't have any resume i, I don't have a, a, a proper a, a cv so um so i went when i wanted when i decided after this life-changing event that i will talk in a moment i came to uh, i was looking for a place to to learn some things about the the, the energy the new energy um, um, uh, realm or arena or whatever, uh, and I found a great uh, entre- entrepreneur. Uh, this, but, but That was before I, I knew uh, the meaning of this word. Um, today, I still don't know how to uh, spell it, but but <laughs> he was the first entre- entrepreneur um, I, I met, and immediately he saw that I'm passionate and, and that I can actually take uh, this uh, you know, part that he was uh, in need for, to become his marketing communication manager, but I knew nothing about what is the actual meaning of, of being a marketing communication manager, and and so so the question, what you, the the origin of your question that was written in in, in the um, uh, correspondence was uh, how how I started marketing Commun- communication manager, and now I'm CTO. So I'll let you that I, I'll give you that I I don't really know what is to be a CTO as well, and and everybody keep on telling me that I'm not the best CTO I could choose for myself. But but of course I'm joking because I know very well what I'm doing is I'm I, but I cannot be a CTO in every company. I can be only the CTO of my company because I, I deeply understand what I'm doing here or what we are doing here. Uh, so so um, I'll tell you about this life changing event because I think that that will uh, be even more interesting than than talking about ice storage. Um, uh, well, not more interesting, but at least uh, but but good enough for the, for our listener your listeners. What let us tell you I was a film director and I had a, a documentary about the gigolo in Amsterdam Um yeah I mean I was I was young, I had time, I said okay uh, I would like uh, to do a documentary that will you know uh, be fun to watch and interesting and I was researching in Amsterdam and I met this uh, very interesting guy and, and so I had this documentary about the gigolo in Amsterdam it was fun and I went to Basel, uh, the, the film, film festival in Basel and I don't know if you know, but if you're a film director in a film festival that your film is being, uh, you know, uh, shown there, uh, you get tickets to all the others, uh, you know, um, screenings. So I found myself, you know, uh, wandering between different screen, screenings. I was, uh, I, I got into one of these uh, events, and that was like. Uh, you know, a gathering of, of shorts of, of uh, uh, students from all over the world. It was one and a half minutes shorts, uh, some animation, some real life, you know, uh, stories, whatever. So I was in this loop of, of many, many, many short films of students from all over the world. And, and, and I saw one clip that changed my life. But the thing is that I didn't know that this clip is gonna change my life when I saw it. Only a few days later, from all these hundreds of films or shorts that I saw, this one stood alone, and, right. and it was so strong in my mind, and it was so frustrating because I didn't know the name of the director. I didn't even remember what language was it because it was in Basel. So, so the film was in all languages: Russians, Dutch, you know, uh, Croatian, German, whatever, you know, Spanish, yeah. uh, Italian. So, so, I will tell you the story. Uh, the, I remember the story crystal clear. Uh, but, but I, I don't I can't tell you even if it was uh, it was animation it was a classic animation uh, I think it was French so let's Im- imagine that it was in French and there was a very very old man right um like ninety years old and he's standing in front of the camera in a you know tight close up and he's holding a, a whatever let's say ten francs a coin and he's playing with his coins just throwing this coin and catching it, and throwing it and catching it and saying nothing and, and it's like there is a you know, uh, tension being built. And then you catch it again and say, and it started to say in French, I am 96 years old. From the day I was born until this morning, I ate 1,765 loaves of bread. And I ate uh, 14 and three quarters ch- sheep. And I ate uh, 128 tuna fish. And I ate. Nine hundred pounds of tomatoes, and I ate, and he just keep on, you know. And he's he, he, once in a while he stops. He looks at you. He's throwing the coin and catch it, and he keeps on doing it. And I, and I ate hundreds or whatever, the, the one thousand pounds of 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 uh, onion, and I ate, and that cow goes forever because because you know he's ninety six years old. He ate a lot of stuff. You know, uh, and, 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 and at a certain moment, it, it, the whole scene is like 90 minutes, 90 seconds. Okay, it's one and a half minutes short. And and, and the camera starts to pull back. And what you see when the camera is pulling back, that everything that these guys is saying is actually are behind him, standing. So you see the 14 sheep, the two and a half cows, the 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 four hundred you know octopuses the 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 tuna fish the, the the onions the tomatoes the whatever everything and and, and and the camera pulls back, and what you see that there is a huge mountain of food behind this old guy, and you and you just get the perception: wow, this is what this is what this one thing you know very thin old guy ate all his life. And then when he finished, after, I don't know, it was very everything, when it was finished, the camera just dolly in, you know, zoom, crash zoom into his face. And he said, and you know what is amazing about this story? That all this came through my asshole, which is not bigger than this 10 francs coin. Now, imagine yourself. Now he's a cat, a cat, and, and 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 the credits starts. You know, a cameraman, whatever. You know, a director, sound man, whatever. And and everybody, like four hundred people, sitting there, and everybody thinks the same thought. Was it horrifying or yeah. hilarious? What yeah. was it? What yeah. did I just saw? And then of oh. course it ends, and a new a new film comes, and yeah. and you just forget about it. Okay, because it's it's, it's you know it's a student festival, whatever and they just throw at your face something like a bad joke or maybe a funny joke but the the, the subject of the joke is is quite terrifying i mean we are like worms inside an apple we are just consuming 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 and everything goes through our whatever you know tiny 10 10 uh, you know uh frank's coin size asshole and and and, and, and the feeling and, and i went out and and, and I, Slowly but surely, like weeks after, I I got the notion or the perception or the understanding that I'm in a deep shit. I mean, I'm in a problem with a problem with one thing. If I'll die just today and there will be some judge that will say, okay, 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 you know, let's see what you took and what you gave and let's just compare the two. I'm lost. I'm lost. If somebody will check. How much I took, and, and, and this guy was talking only about what he ate. He didn't talk about the fuels he was burning, the clothes he was wearing, all the energy that, or the people, man, manpower that brought this food into to his plate and whatever. This is just the start of the story. We are consuming huge amount of stuff all the time. So, so, so every, so I felt, you know, um, uh, if I'll die today, of course, I have no chance. Maybe I can do something with my life that have, will have a meaning that if I'll be judged one day, I could stand there and say, yeah, yeah, you know, you're right. I, I, I'm a mega consumer, I'm a super whatever. But I, I did my best to, to to do something meaningful with my life, with all this energy that I consumed or, or whatever or demanded to myself, I did my best to, to do something with my life that has any kind of meaning in the long run for everybody else. And And from that day on, I knew that i wouldn't uh, keep on doing films of course you can do a big inflator with filmmaking but for me it was it was hard to to make this my 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 best you know uh, uh, tool or or um, um, uh, to manifest disability through my filmmaking and i was drawn uh, to to do something else and energy was my choice because uh, that was 2009, and, and since 2007 or so, the the solar panels started to go in, get into our lives, right. and the and the solar panels brought a really fresh, you know, thought. Hey, we can do just the same with almost zero. Well, not zero, but dramatically much less. You know, harm uh, to the environment, to the next future, to the future generation, whatever. And, and that sounds like like the right thing to do. So I decided um to to move forward with my life and my first child was born my my daughter and and, and I thought that it will be uh, my last chance at the age of 38 or 9 to to change the whole course of my life and that's when I I I joined this startup which I knew mean nothing about energy it was all about just general perception that uh, energy is is the next big thing clean energy you know and there there is there must be a lot
0: of of, uh, opportunities there you're so right in that like it takes one uh one event or one input to just dramatically change the trajectory that you think your life is gonna go uh and you know i'm even struck hearing you describe that movie and i didn't make the connection with the coin and the asshole until articulated it i'm like holy shit that's crazy i, I definitely if i were there I'd be like, what the fuck did i just watch and then you get onto the next movie, you know like whoa um how did you learn filmmaking you probably were self-taught right and yeah you yeah know?
1: so so the story goes backwards i was a, a a a pilot in the israeli air force i was a combat pilot and gotcha. so i i finished my seven years of service very late i was 25 years old Yep. And, and so I wanted to go to a film school and to learn this, you know, craft uh, in a very um, methodological mat- manner. But I, I, again, I was too old for that. I, I, at age 25, I didn't want to go to start college all over again. And I, I decided just to jump and, and swim. Um, and I must tell you that today, when you look at people that decide to go to learn Many years in, in in study with the all AI, you know, freaking movie movement. I don't know if if today I would have chosen. Uh, for sure, today I would not choose to go and study in in a you know traditional way. I cannot recommend on it. This is would be crazy to recommend on it because still there are crafts and and things you should learn um um in, in a methodological way. But but it it is already being proven that many successful entrepreneurs uh, did not finish their course of, of studying, you know, normal uh, studying. Um, but I think that you need um, to be really a little bit crazy uh, to to throw yourself into this void uh, with a belief that everything will be cool without a degree, without... So it's not that I did that exactly because I must be frank with you. Uh, the first video clip uh, I did in my life just just when I was uh, finished my army uh, won a very prestigious um 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 like uh, prize or or um um it's it's called the Akum uh, uh, prize it's a very prestigious prize here uh, so the first and actually later on uh, that was the the one of my biggest you know um uh, time or my, my most, you know, uh, the, my highest peaks in my career. The first thing I did, uh, uh, the whole my everything I did afterwards was a little less, <laughs> you know, um, promising. So, so, uh, so, but I, I, I had the feeling that uh, I, I already know enough uh, to start uh, and uh, move forward. Um, in Israel, being a, a, a filmmaker, this is the only way you can make a living: is to do TV commercials. Um, otherwise, otherwise you don't make a living. Uh, so that's huh. what happened to me. I, I, I at, at a certain time I didn't want to do any more, you know, TV commercials, um, and I started to consume my own, you know, um, money. So I decided that that was part of, of me looking for something else to do without uh, keeping on selling my soul, if you might say so, uh, to this big machine of 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 uh, promoting, uh, you know, uh, consumption. Uh, yeah, I was fed up with the whole idea of consumption, not because I was so enlightened, because I was part of the machine that was actually uh, uh, promoting consumption. Um, so, so energy, you know, uh, w- when you want to uh, r- redeem yourself, if you if you're in the in an overconsumption environment, uh, you know, uh, serving the evil forces of, of of promoting consumption, going into energy, clean energy sounds now more logical. Like, So, so yeah, I went there in order to redeem myself and, and, and so many amazing things happened since this choice that uh, I couldn't have wished for anything else to happen, but to be where I am now
0: today. Uh, Did you, so did you teach yourself about the industry or did you learn through doing, did you sort of like kind of learn as you go or, you know, did this start up? like a nice like structure like here's who you meet here's what you should read here's who you should talk I'll to. I'll tell
1: you I, 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 instead of of saying whatever I have to say about me as a as a self uh, taught person which I don't know really who is who can be really you know only a few can say that they're really you know serious about self taughting. This is self teaching you know I'll tell you something I'll tell you one thing that one tip it will be a great tip for your listeners um, so, so I'll tell you uh, with an example. It's not that I'm self-taught or self-teaching, whatever you call it. Um, I've, I, did, did you see a a, a a slam dog millionaire? Yes. Okay. Great. So, so can you answer the the question? If this this uh, uh, amazing boy was he a self-taughter?
0: That's a difficult one. I mean. Not really. Not really. I. Huh? It's more yeah. like faith.
1: It's a yeah. faith. So, 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 yeah. what happened to him that he was encountered with uh, these different, you know, um, events that eventually he understood that they made his life. They, they were, you know, they. It's not that he didn't have choices in between. He had many choices to do, uh, but still, um, life and and faith taught him. So, I'll tell you one thing. That I think it's important for entrepreneurs. So um, I was in, in in my second company that was uh, after the first one. I went to a second company which I already invested some of my savings, and 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 the guy that was I I was uh, uh, you know um, making my partner I was partnered with, uh, he was very savvy. He, he was very very you know. Into the lingua the, the lingo you know of, of business making and into all these terms and 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 you know and contracts and and you know shares and and options it was very savvy, so so when we were well he was doing it I was just watching. Um, uh, there was a, a, a problem that we wanted to raise money, but we did not have a, a proper valuation because the, the company did not have income. Right. I, I looked at him, and that's how I, I, I learned uh, about a convertible loan. Now, convertible loan means okay. You know what? You like what we're doing. You're you're an investor, and I'm and, and I have a company. I'm telling you a great story. You love the story. Uh, we need one million dollar in order to run our operations for the next uh, two years or one year or half a year whatever wow um, and, and and bring it to the next level that we can you know raise much more money and, and you know uh, scale up right but 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 you, you understand that we, we we don't have income yet and if I will argue that we worth uh, 10 million dollars, uh, we, we're in a deep sheet of, of of trying, you know, to convince each other. But but that will be that, that. This is not the path we would like to take. So so let's agree that we don't agree. Let's agree that we cannot agree on valuation now. So let's make this um, 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 mechanism called convertible loan. Meaning, you give me a million dollar, and we will make a mechanism that in the next round, let's say I will next. Round, i will uh, raise another 2 million dollars in valu- as uh, uh, referring to a valuation of 10 million dollars right so now the million dollar that you gave me worth let's say 10% but you'll get a discount because you gave it now it now and not later on and the discount no. will be let's say 30% it's a general generous uh, uh, it's it's the most generous discount before you uh, sound like desperate nobody wants a uh, Desperate entrepreneurs, so 30%, okay. so the, the meaning of that, you'll get 13%, just roughly saying 13% uh, when I'll raise the next one. So, uh, okay, this is this is quite a simple mechanism that helps us not to argue on something that we cannot really prove. So now comes the more savvy um, uh, investor, and he says, hey, but what if your next uh, you know, um, evaluation won't be $10 million. I, mean, I know, I understand you're sure you can do that. But I'm not sure. <laughs> so what, what happens if, if it will be $5 million? So you say, no problem, then you'll get 20% and you'll get 20, 30% on this 20%. So you'll be you now, you'll have a good 24% or whatever. I don't know, uh, on the... Or it maybe becomes thirty percent. Never mind. You you, you'll get a bigger percentage uh, if if our valuation will be um, lower. So he said, okay, but what if there will be no you know next? How can I uh, hedge hedge my risk going forward with you? Right. So the answer will start to be tough because you have nothing. So how can you hedge his risk if the next stage will go uh, wrong? Right. Then the lawyers of your investors will start to look for things, you know, below the rugged or, or below the ground. What, what do you have? Do you have an IP? Let me have your IP. What do you have? Do you have any assets? Let me have your assets. So if something will get wrong, I'll have your ass. You know, I'll eat your 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 head. I'll take yeah. your heart. You know, I'll yeah. I'll, I'll kill you. Yeah. And, and 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 looking at that, it always seems to me like, hey, you'll have nothing to, to eat. I mean... You, you'll, you'll get nothing out of it. If we will go down, you should you should be in a position to understand that we might go down and it will be worth nothing. Yes. So, so my best kept um, advice to your entrepreneurs that standing in front of this and of course this situation is ending with a seventy pages contract on nothing, there is nothing to write, contract, and there is 70 pages contract, which is your, your investors trying to uh, um, uh, hedge his risk. What if everything will go to garbage? Right. So, so my, my suggestion to you, uh, entrepreneurs, is instead of hedging your risk, why not hedging your success? Right. Okay, so now it's become interesting. So, so your investor said, well, what do you mean? I said, look, we can go down this path, and you'll you understand. I have very little, and you'll take my IP. Let's say bullshit. My IP. I, I wrote. I, I. I. You know. I, I. I applied for a patent. I didn't got it yet. I'm just a young company. And even when I will get it, if I won't, won't be here, you'll never be able to make anything with this patent or whatever. What IP do I have? I mean, I need to make it work in order that that that, that IP will be worth something. So. So let's look at, at the other side. What happened if I will raise now uh, uh, in, a, in, a, in a valuation of $100 million? Let's say I'm as good as you believe I am. And I, I you know, I, a lot, what's happened then? You just put $1 million. I will raise a valuation of $100 million. You just won 1%. Yeah. Are you serious? You, because of you, this company is existing, and you'll take only one percent. So I'm suggesting you leave all this hedging risk. Be well with the idea that it will go. If it if it won't work, it will go to garbage like 100,000 other startups. But yeah. hedge your upside. Hedge your my our success, our mutual success. And he says, yeah. how can you do that? So the answer is very clear. We will cap our valuation at 10 million. Meaning, right. if I will rise with twenty million, you will still get ten percent of the company and not five percent. If I will rise with valuation of one hundred million, you will still get ten percent and not one percent. So, wow. so, so that that for the right investor and the right you know, entrepreneur, uh, this is something that can release a lot of of steam and can keep you know let you keep a lot of steam. Uh, because otherwise, you will worn out in in trying to explain the lawyers of your uh, of your investor how he can protect him. He cannot protect himself. I am an yes. idea. I'm I'm an idea walking and speaking. I'm not yet a company. That's why you come you come to me at early stage. You know. So so yes. here is what you, you say. Am I? Am myself thought you know person whatever? I just gave you one thing that one partner of mine taught me that mm. saved my life later on. Uh, uh, so, so what I'm trying to tell you actually is just be there when things happen,
0: yeah, and observe.
1: Pay whatever price you, you need, like like to to be there, be in the room where the real conversation are being made, and you will earn your study. I mean. You can be in a company, work your ass, but you're out of the room where the the, the right things happen. That you need, if you want to keep on moving, you know. If, if you're good with where you are, stay where you are. But if you would like to understand, no, no MBA will teach you the art of negotiation. The All only right. the only way you can be, you know, a, a, a good, you know, negotiator is if you sit as many hours as you can in rooms that negotiations being made. This is my advice.
0: Yes, that's that's wonderful. and like, what a great example, too, because it's like these sorts of arcane valuation stock, you know, uh, negotiations. That's something, you know, I have found it's something that most entrepreneurs, you know, even really only are able to do two or three or maybe four times per company. You know, it's like you do it in six months, you maybe do a couple of pitches, you have couple of term sheets you negotiate but you do that maybe three or four times so if you right and unlike when you negotiate like buying a car or when you negotiate like a house you can you have a lot of reps at that you know but the the arcane concepts of, of selling stock in exchange for money painting a vision that's great advice if you okay, can okay I, get... I
1: have another one you just you just uh, you just made me uh yeah. give you another one you see, yep. because because your smiling face, because it sounds like you're really interesting, interested in what I have to say to you. So, wow. so, so I'll give you another one. There is yep. a film. There is a film that every entrepreneur must see. I will and watch it, it. It's it's Glenn Gary Glenn Rose. Okay, yeah. And part. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Not yeah. because of the simple, you know, story. Amazing film. Not not yep. only because of the classic. Um, you know um, criticism that right. comes from the film on, on on the on the salesperson life. It, 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 it's a heartbreaking movie on, on on sales salespeople. Of course, it's the best film you can ever ask for. So go see it. You know, put your coffee down. These are lines. These are lines. You know, only closers drink coffee. I said, put your coffee down. You have first prize. Cadillac, second prize, set of steak knives. You know what is third prize? You are fired. So okay, so <laughs> so, so you get you see this you see this film, and you get into this you know really cra- creepy you know uh, place of 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 salesmen and and trying to sell things that do are not exist and you know all these con people selling selling selling. But there is one thing there that is is. The drive of this film is totally true. The drive, the stem, the theme, uh, the, the inner force of this film goes through, you know, and it's very truthful. Uh, and it doesn't really matter if you are on the right side or the wrong side of the sales uh, sale um, um, craft, because somebody are sell- some some of us selling crap, and some some of us selling you know uh, the future, right. Uh, but the, the same uh, um, uh, powers or, or method or uh, te- theme is is driving uh, both crafts uh, of selling, and this is ABC. You remember what is ABC? No. Oh, okay, you should. Okay, you must always be closing. Yeah. So so always be closing. ABC. Always be closing. W- what is the meaning of this sentence? The meaning is this sentence: is the negotiation on a deal. Is never being done in the room. Right. This is just like the the place that everything is, is getting, you know, very being very co- condensed and, and yeah. things, you know, mature or, or, or manifest themselves as a contract. Yeah. But yeah. but the, the relationship between an investor and, and an entrepreneur or whatever, a buyer and a seller, are and this is what this film is all about. These guys are trying to 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 create this relationship with with the buyers, which is false. These guys are selling nothing, okay? But in real life, it doesn't matter. The craft of selling stays the same. And this is, you know, get interested in the life of the one that you're making business with. Right. You know, be curious about him for, for real. Don't act. If you act, you're a conman. This guy, this guy is putting his money in your company. It's like you mix your blood with him. All right, you're gonna sell him a dream that you're gonna pursue, and he is a believer. He's gonna believe that you will pursue his dream. You know, uh, 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 be be uh, careful uh, building your relationship. Be be truthful. Uh, uh, be be interested in his personal life. You're making a friend if you want. If you're a professional. You just making a friend, just get away, you know, mature. This is your friend, because he's putting his money in your dream. What right. better friend you could ask for? So, so right. start get interested in this guy's life because you are friends now. Yeah, and, and, and your liability is much more than, than than the lawyer's liability in this. Your liability is to actually be the rainmaker. You are. Uh, you know, are you you're you're, you're uh, pretending to be, or you 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 believe you are? Okay, it's not right. pretending, it's not believe. I believe I'm a rainmaker. Can I make yeah. you believe in that? Let's go together and, and bring some rain. Now, yep. yeah, sometimes it, the rain might you know be delayed, whatever. Still, I will sit down with you and we'll have a good you know conversation and we'll have a good laugh uh, because you're a partner uh, of mine to this journey. And I love every one of my investors, even the ones that. Doesn't like me very much, and there are very, <laughs> very, very, few, very few. No, they they don't like me, not not personally, because they had uh, different expectations to how fast yeah. we will we, we will get where we are saying we will get there. They are yes. impatient, uh, but but I, I can tell you there are only two. I have many many investors through. It. I mean, the company has raised this my company is thirty million dollars till this day. I have more wow. than. More than a few investors that in, are involved in bringing this my business into maturity, and only two, are, 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 I'm less comfortable to talk with today, but I will be comfortable to talk with them a year from now. Um, and only to resent me a little bit, a little bit. I didn't didn't do any wrongdoing. It's just that I'm I'm too slow for their own you know um, perception of how things should go. And, and no. since Nostromo, my company is trying to change the world. I'm, I'm, I'm saying whatever my sister told me. Uh, he says, uh, your epitaph will say uh, that the, the, the hardest thing was to change the world. You know, that will will, will be written on my grave. So I'm telling my investor, look, we're truly there. We are truly have this like ambitions or, or uh, idea to change the world. This is not, nothing, you know, uh, not, nothing small in it. This is a big mission. It takes time, but we're succeeding right. in doing that.
0: Right. Slowly, that, but surely. That's powerful. How do you, so like, this is a, this is a constant refrain, right? Like between investors and entrepreneurs and a lot of investors are, I guess, necessarily impatient, you know, how do you sort of deal with that? Do you, do you just have to accept that they have different psychologies occasionally or do you?
1: He, he, so my father says always uh, under, um, promise uh, over delivery. Yeah. But, but this is, this is bullshit because it's very hard.
0: Well, when Which you hard. try to raise money, you cannot go low on expectations. No, you have to over, you have to over promise that exceed those promises. Right? Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Of course, keeping, keeping the your story realistic, but no, I can tell you that the, the worst ideas are the mediocre ideas that, that makes you fall in love with them. So they kill you. Yeah. You don't want to fall in love with the mediocre idea. Yes. You know, you don't want to fall in love with with something, you know, foolish and stupid, because you will give three good years to any stupid idea. That's, it true. It That's do, you know true. This, do you know this? Do you know these these small um, uh, three leg um, plastic caps that uh, you put uh, uh, under the, the the cardboard in pizza, so the so, so so the cheese won't stick to the cardboard?
0: Yes, yes. You know this.
1: So you know the yeah. story about the guy that invented that and became rich, like filthy rich? No. You don't know? No. Because no. there is no story. There is no story like that. That's why you don't know it. Because nobody ever made himself rich from such, such a stupid idea. But you can Oof. imagine that the guy that had this idea did invest his life in it. Because, That's true. Because the first one you need to do, you, you need to have a mold. A mold costs ten thousand, twenty thousand, and and believe, believe it or not, this guy went and and tried to write patent on this bullshit because this was an idea. It was a right, rightful, rightful idea. No, nobody wants his pizza to to stick to the to the cardboard. Nobody wants. So everybody needs it. So so in a way, in in the way of the mind of the guy that that his pizza was smashed, and he said, hey, why don't they have this little, you know, three legged alien that will hold the the cardboard? well yeah it's an amazing idea and he, let's say he was stoned he was a little bit stoned when he had this thought this is the worst for every good idea when you're stoned was, yeah and people start to kiss each other because they won the lottery then he goes to to, to hell like three years of hell he invested everything he sold his house he, he made molds he still printed them it's such a good idea that a million Chinese people were doing that you know after after two months. Yeah, and, and, and this guy is devastated. This guy uh, found himself, you know, overdosed in a ditch. Because, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I'm sure this is the right story. So between the two stories of this guy that became a multi-billionaire because of this idea, the the, the one that found himself overdosing in a ditch, I can tell you for sure I will gamble on this uh, this one, the overdose <laughs> in a ditch. Be, because so so you need to understand that good ideas might kill you. They have right. the potential to take you down. So, right. so, 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 so choosing the right idea to go and and, and you know and and uh, makes a suicide with because when you have a good idea and you decide you, I'll make it work, you give everything. You give your mother, your grandmother, your sister, your everybody that everything becomes you know a resource to to yeah. to, to help you uh, pursue this megalomaniac, stupid idea that the whole world waits to hear what you have to say. Yeah, yeah, right and me uh, what i had to say to the world is let's freeze some water so we didn't talk about no strong yet but i can What's tell you this is crazy to grow and to open a startup to start a startup and 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 raise money with with the with the with the uh, you know uh, the theme or the idea or the, the premise i'm gonna freeze water like no one ever froze water before yeah man if I, if, if I was the one that hearing myself saying that seven years ago, I would say, hey, man, go, you know, treat yourself. You know, go to rehab. Do do something <laughs> with yourself. This is the most stupid sentence I've ever heard. You're going to yep. teach the world how to freeze water? Get away. Leave me alone. Uh, you'll never have my money.
0: So how did you, yeah. So how did you, uh, I guess, discover the opportunity for Nostromo? And- so so the thing
1: was that the, 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 the first... Half a million dollar, which is the most hard to get,
0: yeah.
1: Or the first, yeah, the first two hundred thousand dollars, which was a friend and family, without friends, only family, uh, was not presenting the the solution, but presenting the problem and the potential of a good solution in this era area. Yeah. So so so, and in, in, in th- I did it very well because I just saw it. I saw three things. I saw that air conditioning is the highest, uh, one of the highest demands on the grid, of the electric grid, uh, air conditioning. I knew that water changing phase from liquid to ice uh, has uh, you know, immense power of of storing cold energy. It's called latent heat. You can go Google the latent heat of water. It's an amazing phenomena that when water change phase, water, you're, you're, the water you drink every day, the 70% of your body, uh, when they change phase from liquid to solid, they can hold a whole lot of cold energy in them, w- when they change phase, becoming, you know, solid, a- a- and then the third thing I knew that when the sun is setting down, all solar production goes away, you know, uh, vi- uh, vaporized like into thin air. And solar is the future of of of, of this, you know, uh, grid because it's wow. cheap, regardless the fact if you hug or or don't do not hug trees. Solar is cheaper than everything. Okay, so now look at these three things. Solar is coming and going, and it's becoming more and more, uh, you know, uh, uh, um, uh, important uh, production mean on the grid. The sun is setting down. When the sun is setting down, the grid which rely on solar is is going through a, a, a huge, you know, um, uh, emergency uh, procedure. Whatever you know, this is a collapse of, of the main source of energy, like in California. Every day, eighteen thousand megawatts of solar are, are gone, vanished through sunset. Okay, this is one. The second one is that. So, so the biggest need now after the solar has won the you know the the contest is storage because only storage can balance all this instability and will help the grid continue in becoming renewable a uh, resource uh, relied on. Okay, and then you have air conditioning, which is by far the the one source biggest energy consumer well in places which are hot that now are just below uh, you know uh, um the just around between 30 degrees um north and south to the equator which is 80 percent of humidity lives in under these conditions and of course there are places which are colder that getting hotter if you heard what's happening in uh, canada in in you know uh, siberia whatever everybody are getting hot so Air conditioning. Uh, f- the future of air conditioning is is quite stable and promised, um uh, as uh, they will stay, air conditioning will stay a main, uh, you know, source for for the user user of electricity. So and and now I'm telling you about water. So you think, okay, all these batteries, rare earth material, nickel, lithium, cobalt? You know, wars of China and America on on the African soil for these these resources. Okay, for my laptop, okay, for my electric EV, you know, whatever. But for the grid, yeah, yeah, but for the grid, I mean, if the grid biggest user is air conditioning and water, tap water can actually Uh take this burden. So the only thing I need now is a good technology that will freeze water in a way that buildings could use free quick clean electricity, make a lot of ice with this technology and then release this ice through sunset and avoid using electricity for their air conditioning uses. Wow okay, this is an equation I can understand. every layman can understand that this is an interesting equation because water are a quite available abundant resource resource huh and water it can be frozen and, and melted. For billion of times without losing this quality because this is a physical phenomenon, phenomena, phenomena and not and not uh, chemical. So you have on one side lithium, which you can uh, charge and discharge. Let's say ten thousand times before you can throw it to the be, become a landfill. Ten thousand cycles. This is like, oh sorry, sorry, three thousand to four thousand cycles, like ten years of usage on a daily basis. Okay, and then you have, well, it, and it's lithium. It's quite hard to handle to Mine to, to to you know, and then uh, end of life circle of this material. Even yep. even even, even uh, avoid you know. D- don't look at the, at the the nickel problem, the the, the cobalt. But leave it alone. Let's only yep. think about lithium. And then you have, of course, the self combustion, safety issues, whatever. Okay, lithium, which is great, lithium. I love lithium. Every said people should try lithium, uh, if you know what I mean. I mean, lithium is being used to cure. Uh, Bipolar uh, people, never mind,
0: never mind. No, no, no. Wasn't it? Wasn't
1: used to treat? Yeah, wasn't. Yeah, bipolar, bipolar uh, issues. But is it still used now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. of course, of course, of course. Leave it alone. Let let people Google it. Okay, so lithium is for sad people. Water is for happy guys. If you can avoid these uh, lithium cobalt nickel resources and use water. And then make building, you know, grid interactive uh, like se- thermal batteries. They can avoid the biggest biggest use of of, of chillers or, or you know cooling systems. Hey, now it starts to, to to sound interesting. But I didn't tell you what is the solution. I don't have yet the cells, the technology, the control system, the, the software, the hardware, the the stability, the efficiency. I have nothing. Okay, but when I told this story to my family. And I was very passionate about that. I, I see something, you know. That was 2016. Wow. I, I see something that is coming. Uh, they bought the potential, and I said, I told them, okay. And, and now we'll we'll bring some really smart people, not me, like you know, really smart people, and, and then we will and we'll understand how to do that in a way that building can actually in, incorporate it to their business. So of course we were designate we're uh, uh, aiming towards commercial buildings yep. and, and industry, big big entities. And now seven years later, we raised three, $30 dollars. We are about to secure 300 million dollars from the Department of Energy of the United States. just we're just wow. yeah, we're just on, on the verge of, of closing this deal and uh, we we have a system which is running in the Beverly Hilton and the world of Astoria in Beverly Hills, Los Angeles. And we no, draw a lot of attention because this market is saturated with solar and they have a lot of stability problems and they really keen on, on understanding how they can incorporate such clean and, and, and sustainable uh, technology into their buildings. We hope we will change the grid as we see it because as we speak, nobody really target buildings as a resource uh, for the instability of the grid and, and renewable and storage because... Lithium-ion batteries does not go into commercial buildings because of the safety issues, and we can just walk, you know, um, um, uh, into these buildings and put our systems with like few weeks for for permits, like very easy. Uh, and now, while securing, and actually, the CPUC, the California Public uh, Utility Commission, just acknowledged us as a resource adequacy uh, rela- uh, um, uh, eligible, meaning that we are now can get paid for for service that we give to the grid, which is actually taking off power from the grid. So uh, not many people knows. but today the, the challenge is not to produce more electricity. The challenge is to mitigate and lower demand at peak demand times in order to lower the stress uh, because this is a much better way to control you know, the supply chain of electricity, if you might uh, look at it, uh, in this uh, very volatile you know, um, uh, you know environment of, of, of renewable, which is crazy. It's crazy that everything goes up and downs and then comes the 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 you know the uh, clouds and and all the solar goes down, and then the clouds pass and all the solar goes up. This is crazy. That the electric grid cannot, you know, mitigate that with with if, with little so, uh, storage. The electric grid is waiting for a lot, lot more of the storage. And the big question is: Are we going to put first sustainable means to stabilize, or are we going to go green with uh, means which are not sustainable and and, and uh, you know uh, uh, very like uh, uh, contaminating, um, like lithium ion, which is again great for some um, usage and, and less for others. So yeah. yeah, we we bring this. So so, I, I must put a full stop to my sentence. Well, let's do it now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know what's funny is, I, I, I can tell. That when you're in those rooms and you're closing these deals, either from fundraising or, you know, in uh, the sales dimension, I can tell that like people are uh, like almost enamored with like your level of energy. You know, it's captivating. And and, and I, I think that's that. I mean, I hope you don't. I'm not saying that in a patronizing way. It's just something that I that I that I personally admire.
1: So I was lucky enough to to get in love, to fall in love with the right idea because like i told you i had other very very stupid ideas that i'm so happy not to fall in love with them
0: <laughs> exactly. i'm in
1: israel now i'm uh, usually i'm in los angeles but now i'm visiting for the jewish holidays sorry i'm yeah. jewish
0: so so uh yeah so <laughs> yeah i mean los angeles is basically israel too right i mean i grew up <laughs> Island, so. yeah man, in israel is there
1: <laughs> yeah too much yeah. That's yeah, cool. whenever I meet the, like a real American there, I'm surprised, you know? Oh, <laughs> seriously, you, you born and raised. Oh, wow. You're the first one
0: today. 100%. I'm in Los Angeles. Yeah, totally. It's, a, it's an immigrant city. And, you know, so we so I live in Nashville, Tennessee, and it's very different than like, you know, because my parents immigrated to New York City. So that's okay. where I grew up. And so being Wait, where, in where
1: Nashville, are you from originally?
0: India, South India. Okay. India. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so. In fact, there's a lot of similarities between Indians and, and Israelis in terms of Yeah, culture. yeah, yeah. So you know? I, I
1: need to tell you, in Hebrew, Indian is Hodi, and uh, Jewish is Yehudi. So Yehudi and Hodi has just one letter in. So so they say oh. there is connection. And you know that there are many Jewish people in, in, in the uh, Menashe tribe uh, in, in north of India. So they are, yeah, yeah. Totally. And, and, and we like money, so... <laughs> yes, yeah. That's... Yeah,
0: That's yeah, it. yeah. So you know it's so funny.
1: So
0: I will tell you one story. So I mean maybe this is maybe pre pandemic twenty nineteen. There was an Israeli company that we were, you know, gonna potentially sell to. And um one of our investors at the time, he's uh he's a Jewish guy, he's in Florida, but his wife's Israeli. And I remember him telling me, he's like he's like, dude, Israelis are extremely tough negotiators. Like, you need to be careful. Like, he was telling me this. He's like, my wife's Israeli. I love Israelis, but they are tough. And no, fuck the them. Indian people are the toughest. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I said. I said, dude, I've been watching my parents go into the fucking, you know, dealerships, car dealerships. I think that
1: Indian and Chinese are the toughest negotiators and, and the bad. They're very good at it. Uh, but this is my this is this is my perception. I'm not sure it's something to write home about my perception.
0: So, Department of Energy contract coming up—that's insane. So, I mean that—I mean that basically—I mean, from a valuation standpoint, you've achieved the unicorn status at that point. No, but... no,
1: no. So, so I'll tell you a secret. Uh, we're now uh, we're, we're now um, uh, being traded in, in the Israeli stock market. Tel you, stock market at uh, less than eleven million dollars. This is how crazy it is because the, the Israeli investor does not understand what we're doing. We're totally—it's like Chinese. We were—we were not. The, no, nobody no understands what they're doing. They're doing ice storage. Ah, leave me, you know they don't. So, so there is no, zero interest in in our in our stock. um But this is this is before the DOE, and of course we, we're. I'm talking about it. It's all public, of course. Otherwise, I'll go to jail. But but. But we are talking about that—that that we just finished, you know, the last stage, or we're close to finish uh, the last stage. We finished uh, very successfully. The second phase of the DOE LPO, we sold Loan Program Office for two hundred and eighty million dollars. Nobody cares. I mean, I'm, I put uh, announcement on the, on the internet, and and, and the, the stock goes down two percent. It's like nobody understands what we're talking. Say, ah, they're bullshitting again. Never mind. It's soon enough. Call me. Check check half a year from now what's happening with us and I'll tell you some good things.
0: Yeah, that's a ama- so you guys. so you guys are publicly traded. How's yeah. that a like a public yeah. company? But, is but this is like- not
1: this is not a recommendation to buy our stocks, uh, guys. I don't <laughs> want to go to jail. Just put aside everything I said and put like a, a hint of, of
0: pessimism on it. Don't buy the stock. So you ran a private company. Right, that you've ran this company when it was private, be- and- because the,
1: the time when two years ago when we uh, became a public, um, there was a, a, a great chance to be valuated at fifty million dollars and raise about twenty million dollars uh, through a short process, and, and it was the, the pandemic, and I, I said, okay, I don't know where I bring money to the company, but that was a very every it was a backwind in the sales of of all the the, the clean energy. Uh, that of course turned turn against us after half year, but we we took advantage of this uh, movement and we we did well. And now we're struggling, uh, but I'm totally totally confident that everything will turn right. Um, I'm sure about it in the next half year or so, and we are. Very bullish about. I mean, what we're doing. I, I, like I said, I live in in, in Los Angeles, and and I'm we're, we're signing now. You know, companies on LOIs to join the, the LPO, the the DOE fund, um, um uh, financial scheme, and and everybody are very very um, enthusiastic about it. And I'll tell you something: the carbon liability of 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 real estate and commercial users is coming. So there is wow. a local law ninety seven in New York City. Which starts uh, kicking uh, in at uh, January twenty-four, labeling every uh, excess uh, ton of CO two uh, with a two hundred sixty-eight dollars, two hundred sixty-eight dollars fine for building owners in New York City, Manhattan, and people are totally, you know, well, they don't understand what to do with it, but that's going to kick hard. And what we're saying, this, this is called carbon liability. Nobody knows nothing about it as we speak. We're in August or September 23. I'm telling you, January 24. This is three months from now. The whole world of, of real estate going to deal with that. And and we believe that California will be uh, soon uh, uh, after. And other big you know, um, uh, uh, states in, in the United States and other places will start to count carbon emissions related to commercial and industrial entities because it must be regulated it must be otherwise we're so behind we are with our carbon you know um uh, goals so so we are a a proactive carbon shield for our buildings i cannot explain that to you thoroughly now but i'm telling you whoever puts our system is secured he has a carbon shield a proactive carbon shield and and he he will be out of the hook for many years if we will choose our technology, and and there are other technologies coming in, uh, but we are uh, the first safe technology for energy storage inside buildings, and um, uh, we help uh, our customers to choose when they they take their power, and and with carbon emissions, the when is the most crucial thing because if you take your power at daytime in California, it has it has very very little carbon uh, related you know emissions. If you take it at sunset. There is a huge carbon liability to what you're doing because of the picker plant, because the old grid is struggling with the sunset. So today it's all about take more power when the sun is uh, up there and avoid as much power as you can when the sun is setting down and you're good. If you have the ability to choose between these two, you're protected. If you don't have this ability, you're gonna pay a lot of fines, mm. a lot of fines in the next few years. So so everything is is coming to where sadly, everything is coming towards us because the situation is not very you know uh, bright uh, with all the climate change and what's happening around us
0: yeah totally yeah but
1: but but but, but we 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 actually offer a, a real proactive cure
0: uh, to help the grid that's that's sweet. that's exciting i mean it's it's sad at a climate level but it's exciting because it creates new opportunities for growth and innovation and you know that's i, I think that's actually why i'm like quite optimistic about the climate is like you know once capital markets and actual markets start reflecting the urgency of the climate problem, like I know human innovation can get us out of it. So where can people find you and your company on the interwebs? Just just Nostromo.
1: It's N-O-S-T-R-O-M-O, Nostromo Energy. Or come to the Beverly Hilton. It's a, it's a very prestigious, uh, you know, it's an iconic uh, building uh, in Beverly Hills. You can come. You can call me before it. I'll, I'll, I'll show you. The, the, one of the most amazing you know energy storage systems it's there open for the crowd just the, uh, talk to me
0: before you come so we will uh, give you the whole tour I will be in la at some point probably in the spring uh and I'll so be there I'll, I'll be I'll there you, yeah, yeah I, no, come so. come
1: have a coffee with us yeah we'll have, we'll have a selfie
0: yeah we
1: got it okay awesome. stay cool stay cool as we say in uh, Nostromo
0: yeah yeah awesome well do. okay.
1: Thanks for listening to the Frontier Podcast powered by Gun.io. We drop two episodes per week. So if you like this episode, be sure to subscribe on your platform of choice and come hang out with us again next week and bring all your internet friends. If you have questions or recommendations, just shoot us a Twitter DM at the Frontier Pod and we'll see you next week.